God. We meet to worship God and to praise Him and to come to Him in prayer and pray for one another and for the needs of our fellowship and our province and further afield. We can't do that because of the circumstances in which we find ourselves to be in. But I'm glad to be able to share God's Word with you in this way. I do miss you. Uh, I do miss being in your homes and sharing God's Word with you and praying with you and for you. Uh, but this is where we are. And we thank God that we're able to do what we can do. So let's just read the Word of God together. Share some thoughts from it. And then spend a little time in prayer. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. The very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved from the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam. Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. This is the word of the Lord, and may God bless the reading of his word to all our hearts at this time. Martin Luther is, without doubt, one of the key figures in church history. A man mightily used of God to bring the Reformation to the Church of Jesus Christ. In 1527, he says that, that year was the most difficult year of his life. After ten demanding years of leading the Reformation, he took ill, but he feared for his life. He was convinced that he was going to die. He regained his strength for a little while, but as a result of further complicating illness, a little discouragement began to settle into his heart and into his soul. At that time, what became known as the Black Plague had entered and spread into Wittenberg. Many people fled, fearing for their lives. But Luther and his wife Kitty stayed behind, believing that it was their duty to care for the sick and the dying. His son became seriously ill, and with death and despair staring him in the face from every quarter, Luther was driven to seek refuge in Psalm 46. And as he engaged in this exercise, his own testimony was that Psalm 46 became the strength of his soul. As a, a result, Luther expounded the great truths of the psalm. 
in a hymn that became known as the Reformation Anthem. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Like Luther of old, this 46th Psalm finds comfort and consolation and confidence in God during times of great difficulty. It was written to people who were nervously apprehensive. And what this psalm really teaches us is that to calm down is to look up. It's a psalm of trust. In all probability, written after the destruction of King Zennacherib and the Assyrian army during the reign of King Hezekiah. It was written by one of the sons of Korah, those Levites who were the descendants of Kohath, the father of Korah. And they produced and performed music while they worshipped in the temple. The psalmist here extols the ability of God to protect the righteous from their enemies by his ever-abiding presence. There was a great Lutheran scholar, H.C. Lepole, who writes, Few psalms breathe the spirit of sturdy confidence in the Lord in the midst of very real danger, as strongly as this one. The Bible tells us that a threefold cord is not easily broken. Over the next few Tuesday evenings, we want to look at this psalm and find comfort. Because the history of the psalm teaches us truths about the faithfulness of God and the need to have confidence in Him and trust in Him at all times under every circumstance. Notice what we read in the opening three verses. We have a refuge in God. God is our immovable refuge. Sometimes we're asked the question, What do you do when trouble comes? What do you do when trouble comes? Well, look up. And if you're a child of God, remember that in our God we have an immovable refuge. The writer begins by announcing that God is a strong refuge for his people, providing safety in the most discouraging and devastating circumstances. In verse 1, he's the all-powerful one, In verse 2, he's the all-present one. In verse 3, he's the all-protecting one. And when we are attacked and assailed by the most discouraging circumstances of life, God is still our refuge. The one in whom his people find safety and strength and stability. You have no need for me to tell you that we're living in a nervous world. We're living... In days that we've never faced before. But we find our stability in God. Jehovah here is pictured for us as a refuge. A strong shelter from danger. An unconquerable fortress. A walled city in which protection is found. And when trouble found the psalmist, God was his strength. Upholding and enabling him to stand in the midst of fiery trouble. I don't know whether you know or not, but the word for trouble here means a tight place. It means to be restricted. It means to be tied up. 
or to be found in a narrow, cramped place. Have you ever heard the term self-isolation? Of course you have. It's the inward at this moment of history. The psalmist finds himself in the feet of rock in a hard place. And with seemingly no way out. Yet God was with him. A very present help in trouble. Immediately present and instantly available. In these opening verses, we have understood in some measure to grasp in some degree the all-sustaining power of God. The writer says, we will not fear. We will not fear. What a bold statement. But it's a bold statement that is declaring his confidence in God. The psalmist is inspired by the greatness of the Almighty. And regardless of what was happening, regardless of what he and his people were facing, they had no need to fear, for God was in control. Listen to what he says. Though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the sea, it's a picture of confusion represented as a momentous earthquake that caused an upheaval of the tallest and loftiest mountains. The mountains representing stability and continuity seem to collapse into the sea and the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. The imagery here conveys earth-shaking circumstances. As the mountains crash into the sea, and the sea responds by flowing outside its prescribed boundaries. And the message that all this conveys is simply this, that in spite of all this turmoil that pictures devastating circumstances seemingly out of control, we will not fear. Why? Because God is in control. He is all-powerful. He is ever-present protecting and preserving his people. Though the earth moves, though the mountains fall, though the sea roars and the mountains quake, in our God we have an immovable refuge. Is he your God today? Are you trusting in him? Are you leaning on him? Are you looking to him? He cannot fail. Because he is God. We'll look again at this psalm. But here's a psalm that focuses our attention on God. Here's a psalm that encourages us to trust in God. In this psalm we have the promised protection and peace of God in the midst of adversity. And our security day is not the absence of danger. Our security is found in the presence of God. May God bless his word to your heart, wherever you are. Whatever circumstances you find yourself to be in today, look to God. Trust in God. Know in him, one who is an immovable refuge. As I said earlier, on Tuesday evening we meet for prayer. But I'm going to pray with you now. And after I have prayed, I'm going to invite you to spend some time just in your own home, 
living by yourself or living with family there, just to take some time together and to pray. These are immense days where we find change and turbulence in all our world. Challenging days to navigate in the journey of life. Let's keep our eyes of the Lord, on the Lord. And during this time of deep uncertainty, let's continue to lean on the one who is steadfast and hold one another in prayer. Value one another and pray for one another and bear one another's burdens. Let's do that. I will lead you in prayer as we pray for different situations and then I will encourage you to pray in your own home setting. Let's pray together. Lord, we pray for your protection. Protect us from the coronavirus which is about. Especially do we pray for those who are in COVID-19 hotspots around the world. We pray for our doctors and nurses and medical staff and all those who are in the front line. We remember them in our prayers at this time. Lord, we want to pray for our young people. The world has been turned upside down and they are anxious. We pray for those where their journey at school has finished more suddenly than they planned. For those who are nervous about the next step in their lives due to exams and finals being cancelled. We pray for our young people and their relationships. Their relationships will have been increasingly dominated by the online world to connect with one another. We pray for your protection over them. We pray for their mental health in this time, especially for those young people who feel more vulnerable and isolated in this time. Lord, we thank you that you have a plan for each of the young people we know. Help relationships at home to flourish. For family time to happen that would never have happened before. For our young people to slow down and have a chance to breathe in their increasingly busy and pressure-filled life with a sense of your presence. Lord, be with our young people. We pray for our leaders, national governments, the World Health Organization and all those who are making decisions that will impact millions of people. We pray for local leaders, ministers, hospital managers, head teachers of schools and other institutions. Give all our leaders wisdom beyond their years at this time as they make decisions every day. Lord, be with our leaders. Lord, we pray for comfort for those who are grieving. For those who will grieve over sudden losses, we pray for families who cannot see each other, for individuals who are lonely and isolated, and for those who are vulnerable and scared. We lift those individuals up to you now. God, help us to be your hands and your feet as we make contact, be that virtually by phone call or by writing a letter with those we know who are lonely at this time. Lord, bring them comfort. Lord, we lift our hearts to praise you because you are the sovereign God. You are on the throne. Your promises are true. Your promises are trustworthy. We can depend on you. 
We praise you for your protection, for your provision, for your care. We pray for one another in our church family in Cumber. Lord, we know that we cannot meet in the way that we're used to meeting, but we thank you that in our homes we can meet with you and with one another around the throne of grace. So Lord, hear our prayer and bless us and bless all who we love in these days. We pray to all in Jesus' name and for Christ's sake. Amen. Now, of course, I'm asking you to pray at home and to pray for God's intervention and healing for our land and the nation and the world, for the NHS and others seeking to care for those affected by COVID-19, that they may be protected from the virus, for our own church family and cumber, for those isolated and on their own, for those who are sick and vulnerable, we think of Audrey McCann, who is willing to be located to a home for respite care, and for Ken and Rosemary, for Valerie, for Nan and Willie, for May Crossan, for Beth, for Sally, for Hilary, for uh, Rene, and for Jean and Les, for Francis, for June, for Janet, for Yvonne, for John and Liz, but for our own families, that God will use these days to emphasize in the hearts and minds of our loved ones the reality of eternity. Let's pray for the prayer ministry of UCB who are looking at alternative means to continue this very valuable ministry. God willing, we will be ministering again on Lord's Day morning, and this Lord's Day morning, Palm Sunday, we will celebrate communion at the close of our time together. Next week, we hope to bring a daily reading as we think of the Lord Jesus on his way to Calvary. Then on Good Friday, we will have a devotion that evening and remember the Lord in communion. And in the will of the Lord, that will bring us to Easter Sunday morning, when in God's will, we will celebrate the glorious truth that Jesus Christ is alive. God bless you. May, Lord, may the Lord be with you and be gracious unto you and give you a sense of his peace and of his presence and of his protection. God bless you. Amen.